Hello and welcome. It's Thursday, March 30th, and you're listening to Arizona's News Roundup, the weekly podcast that gets you caught up on all the biggest stories in the state on your time. I'm your host, Taylor Kinnerup, Managing Editor here at KTAR News. On this podcast, I'm breaking down all the top stories happening right now to keep you in the loop on all things Arizona. We also look ahead at what's to come to make sure you know what to keep an eye out on until our next episode. For this week, I'll tell you all about the tweet that cost someone at the governor's office their job, plus a KTAR exclusive on Arizona prisons. But first, for a second week in a row, we're talking all about homelessness here in the Valley. This week, an Arizona judge ruled in favor of business owners and has ordered the city of Phoenix to find a solution for the downtown homeless encampments, known as The Zone, on Jefferson Street between 9th and 13th Avenues. In last week's episode, I dove into some of the context surrounding how The Zone came to be, so if you missed that, go ahead and check that out. But in short, rapid growth and rising rents ahead of the pandemic, then coupled with the strain of the pandemic and a down economy, all exacerbated homelessness in Arizona specifically Maricopa County and the city of Phoenix. This ultimately led to people having to find safety and shelter outside of services, resulting in this zone of encampments in the midst of a downtown neighborhood. But back to the lawsuit. The judge's order highlighted how the city appeared to be turning a blind eye, so to speak, to criminal elements in the zone, like drug use, prostitution, and violence. KTR host and legal analyst Barry Markson explains a little more. The zone should no longer be there, and there should be a plan in place to place those people, uh, the homeless people that are in the area, and to protect the businesses in there, including uh, the enforcement of laws. And now the zone must be disbanded by July 10th. The city also needs to have a plan in place that will improve the area for the affected businesses and property owners and those living in the encampment. One of the big obstacles noted in the judgment is that many people living in the zone are considered service-resistant, meaning they aren't currently seeking help to get out of homelessness for a myriad of reasons, like mental health issues that could make it difficult or even impossible for them to hold down a job or maintain a home. And that's something we spoke with Lisa Glow about. She's the CEO of Central Arizona Shelter Services, and I want to play a little of what she told me about working with those who may be service-resistant. There is a lot of misunderstanding about homelessness in the broader community. And chronic homelessness is on the rise. CAST last year served 77% more people than the prior year in just sheer numbers that were classified as chronically homeless. So we're experts in working with that population, and it does take time. There are individuals who've been homeless for years who may not be ready to resolve their homelessness. So you have to keep persisting and leading with services. So that's one way we combat it. Um, We obviously need to have more shelter and more places for people, but there are a lot of people also who are becoming homeless for the first time. So that's where there's misunderstanding. And in the so-called zone downtown, there are people who are there who have never been homeless before. And with our rising rents and uh, the eviction rates in our county, that's one of the challenges we face. So we have to do a lot more upstream to keep people in their homes. Also in the zone, there are people, they are criminal elements, but there are so many people who are not and who need support and a hand up. So that's what we will continue to do along with partners and along with um, the city of Phoenix and really the regional partners. One thing she mentioned there was time. 
which feels in short supply with that July 10th date not far off and our dangerous summer months fast approaching. Which is why Glow says Cass is upping their bed count. Cass has already scaled up the number of beds at our main shelter that's downtown by the so-called zone from 470 to 600. And prioritizing the especially vulnerable by adding 175 beds specifically for seniors experiencing homelessness. But it's not just the city and nonprofits that need to do the work, according to GLOW. She really focused on the need for neighboring areas to embrace low-income housing. But as many in the nonprofit world have said before, NIMBYism, also known as not in my backyard, is becoming a really big obstacle. And it's going to take neighborhoods and businesses embracing solutions. And it's going to take neighborhoods being willing to allow affordable housing And that's a really tough sell after all that we've heard from the business owners in this lawsuit. KTAR's Gatos and Chad show again spoke with Old Station Subs owner Joe Falacci. He spoke about the win from the lawsuit, but remained skeptical. We realize that we think we we may have a way to go. How so? We don't know what the ACL you might do. We don't know what the uh, advocates might do or, you know, churches and stuff like that. He feels these advocacy groups may make it harder to disband the zone and fears that also may mean preventing people from getting the help they need. And as I said last week, this is a deeply complex issue. And at the end of the day, everyone appears to just want a little more help. So we'll continue to follow this story and any updates that may come from this lawsuit. This week, one of the most tragic national headlines fueled a tweet that lost the governor's press secretary her job. On Monday, six people, three nine-year-olds and three adults, were shot and killed inside Covenant School in Nashville, Tennessee. And while the details of the shooting are still coming out, reports had surfaced early on that the shooter was born female and identified as male. Just one day later, it appears Arizona legislators were discussing a bill involving trans rights. And Governor Katie Hobbs' press secretary, Jocelyn Berry, began tweeting about it. From what we can find, it looks like the state Senate was discussing SB 1001. The bill would effectively stop schools and teachers from using a student's preferred pronouns. In her first tweet, Barry wrote, quote, If you work for the progressive community and are transphobic, you're not progressive. Period. End of story. It's not hard to understand, but your bigotry masquerading as feminism absolutely is. End quote. The tweet gained a bit of traction, and then she tweeted a picture of a woman pointing two handguns and the words, Us, when we see transphobes. End quote. The timing of the gun use and the fact that there were already debates about the shooter's gender erupted in a Twitter storm over this tweet. Barry eventually deleted the tweet and made her account private, but not before thousands of people could see and even screenshot the controversial tweet. By the next morning, this story was everywhere. At one point, many of us in the newsroom looked up to see it was making national headlines on places like Fox News. Before noon, Governor Hobbs's office released a statement saying, quote, The governor does not condone violence in any form. This administration holds mutual respect at the forefront of how we engage with one another. The post by the press secretary is not reflective of the values of this administration. End quote. We've since seen speculation on who asked for that resignation. But there's no doubt that this story will continue to be a point of conversation, likely for the foreseeable legislative future. Finally, this week, KTAR brought you an exclusive from myself and reporter Taylor Tassler. 
And yes, we are in fact different people. Over the last several months, she and I have worked on a series taking a deeper look into Arizona prisons after coming across an overdose inside what was supposed to be a maximum security unit here in Arizona. On November 2nd, 2022, three inmates were found unconscious from an overdose inside the Lewis prison in Buckeye. Through the Freedom of Information Act requests and a sit-down interview with Governor Katie Hobbs and newly appointed director of the Arizona Department of Corrections, Rehabilitation and Reentry, Ryan Thornell, we've learned that drugs are being brought into state prisons. Now, in some ways, this is the worst-kept secret in the world. It's consistently depicted in movies and TV shows and is often just assumed that it's happening. However, here in Arizona, we've never really had leaders not only admit the problem, but say they're working to fix it. We dove into Director Thornell's previous work in the state of Maine's Department of Corrections. While there, he implemented programs to wean inmates off of narcotics and worked with corrections officers to begin meeting their needs when it came to staffing and other concerns. This program saw a lot of success and he's aiming to implement it here. But we plan to continue to monitor this and follow up with Director Thornell and Governor Hobbs and see how things progress. I won't give away everything, but to hear, read, or watch any and all parts of this series, just head to KTAR.com. So that's it. You're all caught up for this week, the week of March 27th. What's ahead? Here are a few things to keep an eye out on. Kevin Durant is healthy again and finally made his home court appearance for the Suns. The team now takes on the Nuggets Friday night at 7.30. Speaking of sports, the Diamondbacks home opener is next week on April 6th at 7.10 against the Los Angeles Dodgers. And Tuesday, April 4th is Arizona Gives Day. It's a statewide day of giving aimed at supporting Arizona nonprofits. You can find verified charities to donate to at azgives.org. And remember, you can read more on all the week's top stories and get breaking news in real time on KTAR.com. You can also listen live on 92.3 FM or to take KTAR everywhere you go, just download the KTAR News app for articles, podcasts, and of course, breaking news. With that, I'm Taylor Kinnerup, and you've been listening to KTAR's Arizona's News Roundup. Until next week.